listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Real guest in studio, in person. I know. Um, and so a big exciting. celebration, something exciting coming up here in the St. Louis area. Our friend Jonathan Schultz, president and CEO of Concordia Publishing House. Well, officially, let's see, that'll be Friday. So tomorrow, yes. since we're recording today. Um, so... Technically, you're listening to it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So technically, officially in one day, it would be officially installed. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Schultz, president and CEO of Concordia Publishing House. Thanks so much for joining us in studio. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. This is awesome. We are going to have some fun. We have serious questions to ask today because <laughs> oh. we want to know what is the important job of the president and CEO of Concordia Publishing House. We might have some other very important questions to ask <laughs> along the way. As we do. As we, yes, we always do. It's the coffee hour. So there has to be some question about food somewhere along the yes, way. Yes, there will uh, be a food question. <laughs> so, so tell us your story. Who is Jonathan Schultz? Um, where do you come from and, and what brought you to CPH? Okay, I always start this story by saying that my grandfather was a pastor, my father was a pastor, my three brothers were a pastor, my four nephews are pastors, I have three nephews at the seminary, and I'm the attorney in the family. So... uh, But uh, no, so uh, a great family, grew up uh, in central Illinois, in Altamont, Illinois, outside of there, where my dad was a pastor. And then when I got into eighth grade, we moved to St. John's Redbud, Illinois. And you guys know some good people over there, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, and uh, grew up there. My dad was pastor there for 20 20 years, wow. and I went to Concordia River Forest. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> CUC. It was CURF back then, I think. So uh, That's when I went there. That's yeah. right. Yep. Okay. So, uh, and met my uh, future wife there and married her and had three great kids, uh, now a fourth that's a daughter-in-law, and uh, boy, it's been an adventure. So, went to law school. After I went to Concordia, Chicago, practiced law in downtown Chicago for a few years, and then my wife and I were trying to figure out, are we going to stay in Chicago the rest of our lives? Are we going to move her family? She's from a farm family in southern Indiana, and my family was all over here, more or less, and so... uh, God had other plans, and we went to Guatemala, actually, for two years as volunteer missionaries. Oh, wow. With our then one-and-a-half-year-old son, who may have been the only blonde-headed kid in Guatemala, actually. (laughs) So he was known by everybody. But what a great opportunity to share God's love down there as volunteer missionaries uh, for the LCMS. We worked at a missionary school, and uh, um, yeah, so... I'll take a break here, and you can ask me another question. Wow, that yeah. is that is really cool. So then, how did you go from serving as missionaries to CPH? Ah, that's a great question. So, when we were down in Guatemala, a CPH employee came down to lead a missionary retreat. <laughs> believe this or not, and we're walking along a cobblestone street one night uh, after whatever the event was that we had out at a restaurant, and he asked me, "John, what are you going to do when you come back to?" Uh, the states, and I said, I don't know. I'd really like to l- use my legal skills in the church somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed being down here and, and working with the church and everything. But I said, I don't think anybody has attorneys at that time in any of the entities of senate or whatever. And he goes, Well, you should apply at CPH. And I said, 
but you guys don't have attorneys. And he goes, we don't, but we're always looking for the right people to uh, join our team. So that was back in 98, and uh, I sent my resume in, and three weeks after we came back to – from Guatemala in 1998, we ended up, I was working at Concordia Publishing House, and I've been there since. Wow. So what did you get to do <laughs> when you joined CPH? What was your, your what were your duties? What what was your role at CPH when you joined back I got to tell you, it's the most awesome thing in the world is to create your own job, because there has never been an attorney. So there was <laughs> no expectations, and so uh, there were a lot of, a lot of great things that I was able to do. So, um, you know, one of the first things that I did is I worked on all our intellectual property agreements mm-hmm. and really uh, normalized those, standardized those, and brought some structure and systems to those templated a lot so we can move through a lot of those fast Mm -hmm. but there's been some fascinating projects that i've worked on one of the first ones those early years there were several um one of the first ones that i did was um worked with silver again to uh, co-publish a science curriculum uh and we actually talked them into allowing us to put our lutheran faith into their secular science books and we sold those to uh, Lutheran schools and other faith-based schools so that was a really cool project. Um, There was a time when we uh, acquired most of the bookstores at the Concordia University system Mm -hmm. or several of them. I met both of the seminaries and I was involved in working on that and of course that business has changed and that has come and gone now at that point but that was a great opportunity to serve throughout the church. Uh, Acquired the catalog of uh, uh, Yaroslav Vita's yes. uh, music, so that was a fun project to be able to work on, and it's just been it's been an adventure. Every everything along the way, there's a new opportunity that God puts out, and it's been neat to see how He uses my skills to help make something happen for the the good of CPH, and more importantly for the whole the whole church. Yeah, so many opportunities to do uh, to do a lot of things. I I can relate to that. Like God kind of puts something in front of you, and you're like, "All right, yeah. <laughs> let's do this." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what are some things that you've really enjoyed over your time at CPH? Some of the highlights. Wow. Well, those were <laughs> those were highlights. But uh, CPH is such a family. Um, feeling our employees. It's just so incredible, and the people there are just incredible. Um, you know, well over half of our employees have been there for 10 years. We had this plaque on the wall that had all the 50-plus-year employees of Concordia Publishing over our 152 years. And uh, just people come. They love the mission. They love serving the Lord at CPH. And we have fun doing it. So, you know, we just we just really cultivate that family feel. We have happy hours for employees, <laughs> and we have picnics, and uh, just find any opportunity to celebrate each other and our service to the Lord. What is the work of CPH that you, you, you said 152 years? That's a, a, a long time a long for time. an organization, <laughs> for an entity to, um, to, to carry on in a um, very important mission. So what is that, that work of CPH? How does CPH um, share the gospel of Christ to people around the globe? Well, that's a great question. When you think of 152 years, think about that. We started as a German publishing house, and we totally transformed into an English, you know, speaking publishing house. Now, the First World War had a a lot to do with that. But Mm -hmm. that transition actually started in the early 1900s, and it did not end until our last German book was published in about the year 2000, which was – we finally decided that we could no longer support 
publishing Portals of Prayer in German. And so we finally put a compilation, a 365 uh devotion book together in German. And that was our final, final book. So, um, so that's what we do. I mean, we strive to be the, uh, publisher and provider of choice for products and services, faithful to scripture and the Lutheran confessions. And we've been hitting it out of the park, I think, uh, biasly for the last, (laughs) the last several years on doing that. But that transformation from German to English, now we're seeing that as far as the medium in which we share that gospel message of Jesus Christ. So from books, which, you know, you go back to the 1400s and Gutenberg, you know, largely unchanged, you know, until the last 25 generously uh, years probably, when now everybody that has a desktop or a laptop, you know, can fancy themselves a publisher. So that's that's really changed a lot, and a and an internet connection, and uh, so publishing the the bar of publishing, right, the high bar of publishing has really evaporated over those years, and we've had ex- we've had to uh, transition as well on that. Yeah, what are some of the milestones? I know 150 years is a long time, but uh, what are some of the, the big milestones that have happened over those years as, as CPH has been able to serve the church in this way? Sure. So, you know, you talk about hymnals. I yes. think <laughs> the first English one was, I think, oh boy, one of our music people are going to hear me say this and they'll say, <laughs> you got that wrong. I'm going to go with 1912. But all of us know TLH that came in 1941, and there was a hymn supplement in 69 that less people know about, and then we had Lutheran worship in 86, I think, and we had in 98, we had hymnal supplement in 98, leading up to Lutheran service book, which, uh, which I think all of us just say is a fantastic hymnal um, and so, so seeing that, you know, seeing the different iterations of the catechism, you know, from about 41 and the one that we probably had and then 91 and now the 2017, um, just watching and Sunday school curriculums and uh, Luther's works gone from German to, to the ones that were done in the 50s to the extension that we've done the last 20 years to make more Luther's works accessible in the English language. These things have generational impact mm-hmm. uh, to our church and, uh, and, and, to, and to her people. And, and that's what's really, really neat. So always cycles of things, but it's always continuing on the cycle, trying to improve and uh, uh, along the way. So, of course, uh, our oldest book is Proper Distinction of Law and Gospel. That's been in print in English. And that goes back to, like, the 20s, 29. So you think about that. That's a book that's almost 100 years in the English language, serving generations of of people in the church. Wow. So do you have, like, any of the really cool CPH artifacts in your office? Or, like, (laughs) what's the coolest CPH artifact that you've gotten to see since you've worked there, I mean, you mentioned a book that's nearly a hundred years old now. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> These are the hard questions. <laughs> Make you think. Well, well, you know that picture that I told you about. Somebody threw it out. What? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. So some of that has happened, you know, <laughs> and undoubtedly stuff like that's happened around here as well. So a lot of our older stuff has gone over to CHI or is maybe mm-hmm. in the basement here now. Uh, the coolest thing, we've got some awesome books. The craftsmanship of our books is incredible. One of the really cool things um, is 
1904 at the World's Fair here Ooh. in St. Louis, yeah. CPH won the uh, blue ribbon for the excellent in our booth was was uh, uh, selected as the premier booth at the World's Fair. It was Whoa. just this gorgeous gorgeous like uh wood carved wood and everything with books in it a replicate of a bookstore it was, it was fantastic so that's pretty cool we have the metal and we have the the uh ribbon that goes along with that as long as well as a picture that is super cool <laughs> today we're meeting the new president and ceo of concordia publishing house jonathan schultz we have more to share with you in just a moment you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah gosset At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Jonathan Schultz, President and CEO of Concordia Publishing House, and learning uh, about Jonathan and his history and and the history of CPH as well, and maybe some of the behind the scenes things that yes. you never really knew about Concordia Publishing House. <laughs> um, so, uh, what? Looking ahead to the future, um, your installation taking place this week. So, yes. new leader uh, at Concordia Publishing House. What can we anticipate to see in in the the next year, next five years? What what are you looking forward to in the future at Concordia Publishing House? Great question. Thanks for asking. You know. I think there's several things that we'll be doing. Number one, we're not changing those pillars upon which CPH was was established uh, as the publishing, a premier publishing house of the LCMS for products and services, faithful to scripture and the Lutheran confessions. That's not changing. We're going to st- keep doing the Concordia commentary series, all the worship resources, equipping uh, our, our future pastors, our current pastors, teachers, and other called church workers. But we will continue to uh, to to change, to evolve, and meet the needs, current needs of the church. I think one of those things really that we have to look forward to, uh, whether we like to or not, is the fact that this world is becoming increasingly hostile to our Christian faith. And I firmly believe that we need to be uh, ramping up our efforts as a church and then our role, of course, as Concordia Publishing House to equip our people to be able to um, interact in that world, not become of that world, but continue to share the gospel message to the world, uh, regardless of whatever persecution that may come, regardless of whatever the government tries to do to thwart us and and our uh, our uh, religious beliefs. And so... Uh, you're going to see that. We're already talking about that. We've been talking about it for the last several months. We're lining up authors to to uh, help us with that. The other thing I really want, CPH has always been sort of a, a thought leader, a resource uh, for the church, and we really want to firmly reestablish our people on that. Um, you know, I said 
as well about uh, science discovery works and mm-hmm. doing the co-pub and, and doing a Lutheran version of a science curriculum. CPH has a proud history of doing readers and math books and, and different things for our, our Lutheran schools and other faith-based schools. And uh, so we're looking right now because I think, and this is still my hypothesis that is unsupported by uh, great research, but I really believe that our Lutheran schools are going to increasingly have trouble finding quality mm-hmm. curricular materials that do not have, um, uh, you know, that are not written from a perspective that's just antithetical to to what we believe in the LCMS. So uh, that'd be a huge undertaking. That would take a lot more than Concordia Publishing House to take that on. But I think that'd be a really exciting thing that we could do to offer uh, uh, our schools and our families and uh, frankly i think that would uh, resonate well in other places and other faith-based schools as well yeah yeah what are some of the the hidden gems what are some of the things uh, that cph produces or does in their in their mission that people may not know about like we we know about hymnals we know about bibles we know about catechisms but what are some of those things that that cph does that people may not be uh be aware of well, sure. Probably the number one thing that we're known for are arch books, right? I oh, mean, of those, course. <laughs> how, can I, how can I go on the radio without mentioning arch books? So well over 60 million arch books uh, are in existence, are, are uh, in publication in several different languages. My personal favorite one is in the Yupik language. It's an indigenous oh. language in uh uh, in Canada, and uh, so to like on the the world God made it's the one with the world on the with the animals walking around the globe. And, well, they wanted to contextualize that to children that lived in the far reaches. So instead of having tigers and lions, they have uh, sea lions and polar bears and Arctic foxes and stuff as the art in it. It's it's really sort of neat. So uh, kids books we've been known for years and years, of course, with arch books and other kids books. Um, we, uh, boy, you know, women's Bible studies, you've, mm-hmm. you guys, uh, talked to a lot of our, of our, uh, Bible study authors lately. And that's mm-hmm. been, that's been great. Uh, music, of course, you know, many times people don't realize that all the music they hear in their churches on Sunday morning, um, in more traditional uh, congregations is the preludes and the postludes, just wonderful, wonderful music. All the festival type of things usually come out of Concordia Publishing mm-hmm. House, and we have some incredible composers with that. Yeah. I have to, I have to, sorry. Go ahead. The, the piano prelude series that, I don't know, I think that was, that's relatively recent. In case anyone wanted to know, sorry, Sarah like is playing, air, piano. playing air piano right now while she's explaining that too, yes. <laughs> That piano prelude series is really, really cool for for churches and musicians who don't maybe have an organist or or somebody that needs something a little bit more simple. But they are beautiful. Like That's those all. books themselves made me want to take piano lessons again. Was that <laughs> an, I want to learn how to play a those. minor in air piano that you were playing right there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sure. I thought she did a great job, but that's right. So uh, <laughs> we're always trying to find find resources like that to yeah. make worship work in in our churches. And so uh, we started with it, uh, the organ preludes and what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a prelude based on each hymn in the Lutheran service book. And we moved so to cool. piano. Um uh, another thing I guess I should say is one of the hidden gems of CPH is, you know, as we transition, I talked about transitioning from German to English. Well, we're also 
going to continue to transition from print to digital, mm -hmm. you know, with intentionality. One of the first, one of the things, and this was an awesome project to do because it was first of a kind. When we came out with Lutheran Service Builder, when uh, the Lutheran Service Book came out in 2006. Can you believe it's been that long already? But Lutheran Service Builder was groundbreaking technology that allowed um, either a pastor or a minister of music uh, to plan the worship service using the rich resources in Lutheran Service Book. And, and, and frankly, I always said it was worth the pastor's wife. Growing up in a parsonage where my dad typed out the bulletins <laughs> in the 70s you know, and 80s uh, and spent Saturdays doing that, we'd mimeograph and all of that. Uh, I, I'm like, this, literally somebody can plan a service and have it all printed out in like a matter of minutes groundbreaking stuff and we've had great receptivity to the church and it's helped uh greatly but the one thing that it really equipped us for was to be able to serve when the pandemic mm. hit and so we were able to when churches on a dime had to go online we had a resource there that that we could allow people to use and we made it free for everybody we worked through all the copyright issues with everybody um did that and then the second thing that lutheran service builder does too it also helps uh, congregations with copyright compliance, which, as you guys mm. know, is, is is a part of life and everything. And, and most daily. people yes. say, yeah, daily. Yeah. It is. So what we did is we we negotiated uh, with all of them, and the re usage is automatically reported to us. And then we have a pool of of royalties that then we just allocate out twice a year. They don't have to worry about calling other publishers, Augsburg or Hope or anybody. We just take care of that by them using this. And uh, uh, just again, just another service we try to provide to the church. Much of what we talked about, I think we might, of what CPH does, we, we picture probably what's happening here in the United States, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. How does Concordia Publishing House serve our neighbors around the globe too? Thanks for asking. That's a great question. We actually have our resources in 147 different languages. I just, wow. I just checked this. Yeah. So our reach is, uh, it's incredible. And of course, in theological libraries or around the world, uh, there, our books are in English, Luther's works and Concordia Commentary Series, but but they've been translated pretty significantly. Um, you know, some of that work, a lot of that work is done with Lutheran Heritage Foundation mm -hmm. as a good partner of ours. And there's, I don't know, you know, we've got dozens and dozens of other publishers that seek to translate our works. So we always say, a lot of people say that, you know, uh, missionaries come and go, but a printed book stays long after after the missionaries are gone and so we're just we're just thrilled uh, thrilled about that i know we have interest in continuing that uh, we've had uh we had a publishing presence at one time in in england as part of concordia publishing house and uh so who knows maybe maybe so someday we'll we'll be back with a concordia publishing house uh somewhere in the southern hemisphere or something like that so yeah. So we've talked about uh, like what's coming down the pipeline. What are you most looking forward to uh, going into uh, going into your time as president and CEO? What's something you're really looking forward to? I have since I took over as interim president in May of last year already. You know, I really a couple things I asked our employees. I said, you know, recommit 
with me to a relentless pursuit of our mission. And I really want to ramp up our collaboration both internally and across the church. And boy, it's just been fun to watch employees just really resonate to that. Uh, We have so many employees with the new spring in our staff. We're talking to people over here. We're talking to people across the church on ways that we can partner together to be more effective in the proclamation of the gospel. And so, I don't know. When I lay in bed at night, that's those are the kind of things that I think of. Did we make a contribution to advancing, you know, um, how we're going to do something better with respect to who we're going to partner with to uh, advance the gospel message? So, uh, yeah. And then just talking about to people and seeing the impact <laughs> mm-hmm. of CPH yeah. resources too. I, I I love that, and I've been out you know far and wide on seminary campuses and in churches and in other events venues and just uh, hearing about it. So it's been great. How can listeners find out more about what CPH has to offer? Ah, <laughs> I'm not going to give you the one eight hundred number. Go to <laughs> cph.org and uh, cph.org and uh, and uh, look us, check us out on the web. So uh, the numbers there. If you want to call, uh, email me at jonathan.schultz at cph.org. We'll get you to the right person. Answer any questions. We love serving our customers, meeting your needs. We have one minute left. Yes. I okay. think we should do these fun questions yes. in lightning round version. What okay. do you think? Style. All right, Let's here we it. go. Oh, All right, so first question, uh, learning more about Jonathan Schultz. Favorite ice cream? Gold medal ribbon, Baskin Robbins. Oh, nice. Favorite office supply? Paperclip. Yes. <laughs> Favorite movie? Oh, brother, where art thou? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, this this might be an unfair oh, question. Oh, this is not fair at all. <laughs> Favorite book? <laughs> <laughs> Other than the Bible, okay, so that'd be the, <laughs> that'd be the easy one. Uh, Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett. Oh, that's a good book. Uh, favorite place to visit? The Tetons. Okay. Favorite sports team? St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Again, this is not a fair question. Favorite <laughs> hymn? Yeah, that's like asking me to pick my favorite child. <laughs> Sorry. God's own child, I gladly Ooh. say it. Uh, I love hymns that talk smack to the devil. That. That's Satan a very good reason. proclamation, I'm baptized in the Christ. It's a great hymn. Okay, last one. Favorite Bible verse? Uh, my confirmation verse. Romans 1, 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for the power of salvation, everyone who believes. Our guest today, Jonathan Schultz, president and CEO of Concordia Publishing House. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, guys. This has been great. <laughs> I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.